This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good Friday afternoon and welcome into Grant and Danny. Got a great show planned for you today, including a Beltway Blitz at 4, and that's when we're giving away Caps tickets for the final time this week. So if you want to go see the Caps in the good seats, you better be listening in two hours. Also, juicy 3 o'clock hour. We'll kick it off with a show announcement Oh, right at 3 o'clock. Pretty big show announcement, I would say. That's 58 minutes from right now. And then at 3.30, Monica Dixon of Monumental Sports joins us to discuss the Wizards and the Caps' potential move to Virginia. And then we will go point-counterpoint. She obviously, looking forward to the move with Monumental, will have Kevin Blackstone, a columnist with the Washington Post, a revered thinker in this area on sports at 345. He is not as excited about the Wizards and the Capitals moving out of the city. So we'll go back-to-back with those guest spots in the 3 o'clock hour. Danny, how are you? You mentioned the Caps, buddy. I'm good. Uh, they came in first last night. Beat Tampa Bay on the road. I thought once they give up that two-goal lead, I had an Al Michaels, here we go, kind of moment. Like, okay, this one's over. Bummer. You played well enough to get a two-goal lead. That's nice, but here comes the better team with a little bit more skill. And would you know it? The good guys ended up with more goals than the bad guys. Don't look now. Are you are you feeling a little tingle? Are you feeling a little buzz, a little tingle, a little... I- uh, Little oh, movement there? I'm getting there. You're I getting will some? be able to answer your question after they play the Cats this weekend. They play Florida tomorrow night, one of the best teams in the East, team that's been a pain in their butt. If they can go out and play 60 inspired minutes and get a win on the road in Sunrise, it'd be their fourth in a row. They could do it in regulation, you know, eight points without their opponents, other teams in the East that are playoff caliber teams getting points in those games. I'll be feeling a lot better, but they've now gotten within five points of playoff contention, and maybe most importantly, they're scoring goals right now. All of a sudden, yeah. It's been a lengthy wait. I mean, all year long, we've been waiting for them to get this thing going offensively. 15 goals over their last three games. It's the first time I looked this up all season long in any three-game span that they've scored 15 goals. So that is healthy. Connor McMichael, two goals in each of his last two games. He had eight goals through 51 contests. He's got four over the last couple of games for the Capitals. Uh, obviously, Ovechkin has been on a complete heater. I mean, he's been playing excellent hockey. You know, forget just the the goals, eight in eight games going into last night, but point streak of 10 or more games now. 
first time he's done that since 2018 when he had a 14-game streak. If you look at skaters 38 or older since 1973 with double-digit games in a row with points, you know there are only six or seven guys who have had 10 or more games with a point. The name is, is it's Brett Hall, Nick Lindstrom, Stevie Iserman, Adam Oates, Phil Esposito, and Alex Ovechkin. Pretty good players in there, some, yeah. Some icons. He's got 22 points in his last 19 games, 10 goals and 12 assists. So he's been playing very well. The team is playing very well. Not all good news, though. Oh, yeah, this was tough. The TJ Oshie injury last night was a dagger. Uh, if you guys didn't see it, non-contact, he crawled off the ice. Now, luckily for him, he, he kind of went down right by the bench. But he then, quite literally, crawled like a toddler, you know, an infant, uh, who can't yet take those steps over to the, the bench. He was doubled over, eventually helped down the tunnel. I'm speculating like everybody else. Didn't it look like the back just completely locked up or a core? First, I was thinking maybe groin or something, but whatever it was, it didn't look good. You heard Toby in the update say Spencer Carberry said they've got some concerns kind of moving forward now. Oh, she did tweet last night that he'll be back. You could see by the reaction from everybody involved, by the way, both on Tampa and on Washington, that they didn't like it. This didn't look good. I think I think it was Victor Hedman, an excellent player for for Tampa Bay, trying to help Oshie to the bench. He's also you know, just in one real of those time. beloved guys. You know, like, like, if you spent three minutes around Osh, you're all in. You're not necessarily doing that because a guy has a little stinger in his shoulder or yeah. like his, his his hand is smarting. That, that looked serious enough. Obviously, in hockey, we'll find out precious little for for days on end, maybe weeks, months, and then maybe you know, in, in five years, he's like, "Yeah, it was really, really bad. I blew my knee out or something." I mean, who knows? Wishing him the best. Hope he's okay. But yeah, that was a tough scene last night watching him go down. So fingers crossed. They didn't practice today until right now at two o'clock. So we'll get an update on Oshi, hopefully here early on in our show when they speak, if they're willing to provide something. Uh, other side of the spectrum from the Caps rolling over their last few. The Wizards got beat by 20 last night. They fall to 9-46. and 46. They got jokered. Nikola Jokic, 21 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. I read that this was the first time anyone ever went 21, 15, and 15 without missing a shot, which is what he did last night. He messed around and just about got a triple-double in the first half. The Wizards just didn't really have any answers. Good game for Kyle Kuzma, 31 points in 31 minutes. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly started, which was great. He only scored four points in 32 minutes. And the highlight, I guess, I'll use air quotes here, of the game. I posted this video. If you haven't seen it, you have to go it watch it. It is tough. It, well, it's hilarious. I mean, it's it, tough, too, I guess. If, you know, if you're a Wizards fan, it's not like a fun hilarious. But Jordan Poole, who got benched yesterday, and somehow inexplicably was like bothered about getting benched. I guess he's a competitor, so it makes sense. But I would have thought he just said, yeah, I'm not playing very well. I got to earn my way back into the lineup. He's like, yeah, if you got common sense, you know how I feel. I'm going to keep it moving, though. He made it pretty clear he was annoyed. Jordan Poole last night is inbounding the basketball at one point, and he like pump fakes and then does this thing where he drops the ball right in front of him thinking that Corey Kispert's going to grab it. But Kispert is kind of moving away, and it immediately goes right to Denver's player, not Corey Kispert. And then Poole, like, grabs his head. It's just one of the funniest-looking videos, in a sad way, that you'll see all NBA season. And I think they have a uh, segment on TNT that they do. like uh, Shacked and a fool. Shacked and a fool. But this is actually just a Jordan Poole version. 
It's shacked in a pool. Yeah, just shacked in a pool there. Uh, and and jo- this will be the highlight of that, where Jordan Poole just like drops the ball in front of him and is like, oh, darn it. So funny. Good way to send a message you, you deserve back in that first five. Go four for 17. You know, look like you're bored or, or disinterested at times. I've got a take. What a disaster this has been. My take is the Jordan Poole move has not worked out very well. I got it on paper. I actually liked it. I thought, what a great change of scenery candidate. We know about him and Draymond Green getting into it, and I'm sure they found him annoying on the championship caliber club. Maybe this is a little shake of awakening. Go to a bad club. I thought he was going to be one of the league leaders in scoring. I said that into a microphone. Good gravy has this been a disaster. I'd be just fine, by the way, if he doesn't play. Seriously. What what are you going to do, lose? I, I don't have much interest in watching whatever that is. I'd rather have a young, hungry player that's desperate to make the league go four for 17 than, than watch that guy on a nightly basis. It, it, it is a tough watch at times watching that dude not care at times. All is quiet right now on the Nats front. If we could go full circle in D.C. sports out at spring training. The big story, really, uh, the showdown is set for tomorrow. There is a deadline for players to show up at camp. Steven Strasburg has not reported this would be a non-story, except that the Nationals have said they expect him to be there, even though Strasburg is not going to pitch this year or ever again. He and the team, last we heard at the end of last season, were at odds over how much money he was going to be given for the remainder of his contract if he retired and what kind of celebration there would be and when to honor his career. We'll get into all of this at 425 today here on Grant and Danny. But the bottom line is we're waiting to find out if he shows up tomorrow or not. And if he doesn't, I guess theoretically this could become a big deal and the team could make it a big deal. I would imagine they wouldn't. Like they're not going to go to war with Steven Strasburg. I think they just kind of move forward and it's a nothing burger and he's not around. But I'm assuming because there is a deadline, there wouldn't be a deadline for no reason, right. that there is a way that they could – all not not unlike an NFL player not showing up for training camp, even though this guy's hurt and he's never going to play again, they, they could make it a thing if they want to make it a thing. It's one of those, remember how we were talking about this with Trent Williams and Bruce Allen, and, and maybe I guess now we know he was a proxy for Dan Snyder, where they might have been right, put that in quotes. I mean, this was, there's, there's a lot of he said, they said, I said, we said, people talking past each other. I don't know, we still don't know the entire story, I feel like, with that. But the question I asked wasn't about which side are you on, the question is, what's the upside here? What do you hope happens? What do you want out of this? Do you want Trent Williams to play football for you? If so, this is not the way to go about it. He's one of the best players in the NFL still, by the way. You could have used him. Go to this now with, with Strasburg. What's what's the end game here? What do we want? What are we hoping to accomplish? If it's for him to be a, a mentor Marty, but still on the 40-man, taking up a roster spot for three years until his contract's up, if that's the goal, I go, okay, then I guess we start enforcing stuff and, and make him do that. If it's to have him off your books as soon as possible, I don't know that this is helping there. You're not getting him to work with you if you start making it a big deal. I don't know. This is a fascinating situation that I feel like is about to come to a head. All right, let's get to the NFL. Salary cap news today was massive around the league, and it's a big deal for Washington, among other clubs. The salary cap has risen an unprecedented $30.6 million this offseason to a record $255.4 million per team. The NFL made the announcement today that the 2024 season will have a much larger salary cap than was expected. We've seen numbers floating around the mid-240s. There was a report this past week 
that came out. The teams think it's going to be actually closer to 250, and we blew past that. A pretty shocking 13.6% increase over last year's cap and a sign that the league is entering a new phase of revenue that's just exploding. So when we talk about you can't pay this player or can you really afford to give a quarterback that kind of money, I think we need to take into account how massively the cap is exploding. And even though the teams didn't know it, nobody knew it this year, this cushions any blow you've got. When Mm -hmm. you hear numbers like, you know, Dak Prescott wants $60 million a year against the cap or, you know, whatever his AAV is going to be. And his cap number is not going to be that every single season, obviously. But the initial thought is you can't pay that. And I'm not suggesting Dak's the best quarterback or should be getting that. But my point is the numbers are getting bigger and bigger. And you're going to have to deal with it. Because where you're going to have to recalibrate your mindset on this is the salary cap number is getting huge. Mm -hmm. And the majority of it, you divvy it up, you go offense, defense, whatever. The the highest paid player that takes up the highest percent, maybe 20% of it, is 255.4 mil is the quarterback position. So if you do that math and you say, okay, I'm going to pay my quarterback, you know, 18% of 255 mil, that's 45 million a year. So that's how this number comes about. It's not out of thin air, but 30.6 million as a leap. So what does this mean for Washington? Well, they already had the most money in the NFL to spend projected a little over $70 million. We thought when all the, the money shook out based on the cap growing, that it would be closer to 80. And because it's a bigger cap than we anticipated, the commanders now have $85 million plus. It's actually right at $87 million bucks in cap space, number one in the NFL. They got more money than a bachelor who just hit the lottery, bro. They can do whatever they want this offseason. Almost $90 million in cap space. An unbelievable amount for the commanders to go throw around if they want to. Interesting to old... Fanny Mouye here. Something that that Randy Duye happened to notice. GP. What are the who who are the, who has the first three picks in this year's draft? What, what's the top three? Top of your head, you know who it is. Who's who's got the top three? In terms of picks, yeah, the first three picks in the draft. I mean, I think we get that. We it's know that Chicago, Washington, and New England. Here are the teams with the three most cap space: Washington, New England, and the Bears. No coincidence there. Just something to think about when we talk about you can't spend or you don't want to spend or you got to keep it tight. Now I know the Bears you know, finished whatever it was, 7th or 8th or ninth, and they swapped with Carolina. But that's kind of the point here, is the teams that don't have a lot of cap space, a lot of them are a lot better than often than Washington is. Use it judiciously. Judici- judiciously. Wow, hard for me to say. But use it. Don't just leave it, because you'll end up back here again. That's kind of my axiom for that moment. But yeah, Washington's got flexibility here. They've got the ability to... Say, to roll some of this over while making sort of smart decisions and adding some players, they could go big game hunting. You you can play it however you want to do it. And I think the, the essential question that we're not going to know until they start making moves or not is Peters and company, do they feel like this is quick? Or do they come in and go, you guys don't understand. This this group right here pointing to Local 53, there ain't the talent you guys think it is well, because you guys they, know, you know some of the names. Doesn't mean they're any good. Why would they think it's quick? I mean, Josh Harris, in every sport that he owns, nothing's been quick. The Devils, they they tore it down to the studs, and it's been a several-year build. The Sixers gave you the process. Uh, they're drafting a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, 
what evidence is there that they will try to win fast? Because the in the NFL that happens more so well, than you, the other you sports. Can, you can do it just by you know picking good players. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in terms of putting together a plan or or like ownership in the front office suggesting, hey, we want to win right now. That, that's kind of the opposite of what they've said all along. Typically, brick by brick, we're going to do this thing over time. But like, w- w- yes, but I think that there's a difference conversation in. Can they maybe be competitive and win like the Houston Texans did last year? If C.J. Stroud is Drake May, you know what I'm saying? Or, or like they didn't come in and say we're going to win this season. The Texans said it's going to take time. We're going to build this thing over a few years. Whoops! C.J. Stroud's awesome. Tank Dell's great. We look, might win a bad division. Yeah, look at us. Let's rock and roll. But I don't have any thought that this ownership group or front office is here to try to win in 2024. Do you? That's what I don't know. You're much more certain of it than I am. I look at the ingredients, which is five draft picks in the top 100, basically. More cap space than anybody else. There's an opportunity, if you'd like to get a lot better in a division that I think is maybe a little bit more open than, than it would have been over the last couple of years. Right. There is a chance to be a lot better. Now, I wouldn't take it. I would I would say, we're going to be so unbelievably patient. We're gonna I'm going to bother a lot of you fans that have been waiting around for 30-some years. But I'm going to show you this is where we want to go. But there's an opportunity to improve but by so a lot. I, so I misunderstood what you're saying. Yeah, I believe that they should. I mean, they have the draft picks. If you hit on those and you spend some money, you'll be good fast. You're saying would they make the choice to not spend essentially and to not try to uh, not try to improve? But like happy medium because they're they're going to sign players. You guys have cash space, but do you go? I got eighty seven point oh five million. I'm spending eighty seven point oh five million to to bring me the best players because we got a chance right now to do something. It wouldn't make sense to do that. With a rookie quarterback, I don't think. Agreed. You know, to me, you want to be in a really good financial position when this guy takes flight next year and the year after. So, yeah, I, I would say that's unrealistic to think that you'd spend up to the the, the ceiling of your $87 million. But I think there's a big gap between doing nothing and that where you're aggressive, you go get a few high-end starters, you you know, you spend a ton of money. You could spend a ton of money, and that's not $90 million, Right. Right? I mean... It's got to look way different to me than what Rivera's off-seasons looked like, where they went and got Norwell and Trey Turner, and we were supposed to be excited. And in the rare occasion where they spent big, it was on a quarterback in his 40s, or it was on a cornerback who they were using in a completely different scheme who they were wrong about, who wasn't a household name, by the way, anyway. And William Jackson was a fine addition at the time, but it wasn't like he was a three-time pro bowler who played at an all-pro level. I mean, they just paid him a bunch of money, projected him to be a lot better in their thing. Here's where we should start, though, Danny. The news of the day, I think, is significant for people to react to, that they have more money than even we thought. We've spent so much time talking about how rich they are from a cap space standpoint and how much they can do if they want to. What is the first thing that you think they should do in free agency? knowing that they're probably going to take a quarterback at number two, but we don't have any other indicators on their draft plan, I don't think. Do you? No. It's fair Beyond to that, say, no. you know, quarterback at two and then wide we, open. We, we can list some some positions of need and desire, but yeah, there's a, there's a whole period between now and then where they could fill some of those. So free agency begins in a little over two weeks. If you're running the show and you're holding the $87 million, what is the first thing you would do when free agency began? What would be your chief priority? 800-636-1067 is the number. 
on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. We'll open them wide up for you. 800-636-1067. And let's dive into our free agency blueprint mm-hmm. with more money even than we thought. $87 million. And, and here's an interesting question. Is this a good or bad thing for Washington that the cap just went up? Because from a relative standpoint, like if everyone has more money, maybe they can be more active as well. Exactly. You might have almost rather the cap not have exploded, even though you have more money when you're not going to spend up to the cap. Literally the point that I was going to make when we came back. You're 100% so right. We should dive into that. G&D on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big announcement out of the NFL today. Salary cap has risen more than even expected. Unprecedented. $30 million leap to $255.4 million. There's a couple of reasons for this. Notably, the TV deal. You know, some of the media rights that were sizable, there was an explosion going into 2024. And everything that we had working off of, you know, the projections was just what was anticipated. The numbers came back. There was a pretty big discrepancy. Better for the teams and for salary cap space than we thought. So the commanders gained $15 million. They are now up to $87 million. But that means teams all over the league gained. $15 million. And Danny, while it's still good to have the most, yes, it's still good to have $87 million, We're both in lockstep that they're not spending $87 million in this year's cap. Might be smart, actually, to front-load a deal or two, to be yeah. honest with you, if you're not going to spend it all so that you get the benefit on the back end, maybe, of paying guys a little bit less. But they're not going to spend all $87 million. If you've got more than everybody else, you're probably better off with everybody having less, not more. That's it. So there are two reasons for that. One, A, salaries go up, right? So in other words, everyone's like, well, the cap just went up, so what was 20 now costs you 23. What was 23 now costs you 27. That's just normal. That's the way of doing business. That's how salaries have, have gone up so precipitously for so many different positions over the years. That's number one. But number two, a team that may have had, for the sake of argument, $30 million in cap space now is closer to 50, and some of those free agents aren't free agents anymore. Some of those guys can now afford to be kept. Think, um, you know, uh, think of top of my head. Uh, T. Higgins in Cincinnati, really good player. He's a free agent. Maybe now Cincinnati can go, we actually just kind of can keep the band together with him coming off of a down year. Things like that, it lessens the pool a little bit. Those are my concerns about it. But still, you'd rather have the most than have the least. 
800-636-1067 is the number you want to join us. The question we've asked you is, what's your number one priority when free agency kicks off a couple of weeks from now? Uh, For me, I talked about this yesterday. I want to address both lines in free agency with a marquee addition. So I'm going out and I'm getting an impact edge that can get to the quarterback and lead my team, hopefully with double-digit sacks. I think my starting defensive ends next year, ideally, one will be a free agent addition who makes a bunch of money this offseason. The other will be a draft pick that I take in that 36 or 40 range, or if I move back with one of those picks you know, shortly thereafter. And I think if those two guys combined can go get me somewhere around you know, maybe 10 and a half to 12 sacks from the guy I signed for a bunch of money and another five to six sacks for the rookie. I think I'd be in a really good spot in terms of you know pass rush win rate and pressures and some of what I'm looking for. So that's my ideal situation. So if you want names, I threw some at you yesterday. I can go back through them. Bryce Huff from the Jets is going to hit free agency. He was projected by PFF at 17 million a year, three years, 51 million. The projection probably climbs now with the, the cap number changing a little bit. Um, but even if it's, you know, three years, it's 60 million or something, uh, I would be happy to go pay. I'm saving money still from not having paid Montez Sweat. And I think I'm getting a guy that's going to put up similar pass rushing numbers to Montez Sweat. So I would do something like that. Uh, if, if he's not your guy, there are other options, right? Uh, Jonathan Grenard from the Texans coming off 12 and a half sacks. Two eight-plus sack seasons in a four-year career, 26 years old. I think you could have him for a little bit cheaper. Uh, he's expected to make around 16. Let's say that jumps to 18 or 19. I think you could sign someone like him if you wanted to go even uh, into the next tier down and go with Doris Armstrong from the Cowboys who worked with Dan Quinn in Dallas. You could have him for 10 to $12 million a year at most. He's only 26. He's good against the run and the pass. So you know, for all of those reasons, uh, I'm going edge. And then I'm going with an interior offensive lineman, probably. Now, the tackle market's not great. I'm probably going to have to address that in the draft. But if I can get a dynamic center or a dynamite guard who can start and make me a lot better on the left side opposite Cosme, then I'm willing to pay for that in free agency as well. I'm starting there, right where you just ended. Uh, Maybe Connor Williams from Miami uh, center. Or wherever you find that you think fits Kingsbury's scheme, design, whatever you want to do, I'm upgrading the center spot. I'm not leaving this to... A guy that you know was overdrafted in Ricky Stromberg, or a dude that was hurt more than he was healthy in Nick Gates. I'm not doing that rotating whatever the hell it is at that position anymore. I want that settled. I'm going to try to find one other offensive lineman in free agency, whether it's a guard, whether it's a tackle, somebody else. As you said, the tackle market's not great. You got a guy, you got guys with wrinkles like Jonah Williams, former first round pick, but he missed a bunch of time because he hadn't been healthy. Even though it's not great, you could still upgrade. But though. that's my point. You could go to like tier two, tier three, and be on the same level or a little better than Wiley. I'm doing Probably. that so that I don't have to do it in the draft. I'd like to do it in the draft also, but if it doesn't break my way, I don't want to be like, oh, my God, I can't do anything because I don't have a right tackle. So I'm going to go a center, right tackle. I love your your point about edge. Probably my second signing would be Dorrance Armstrong from uh, from Dallas. Yeah, an edge and a O-lineman early in free agency, like day one, day two, to just get everything going. And then you can kind of, if you want to play the Rivera game after that, where you kind of pick your spot, you find your fits, you look for some values, I'd be cool with that. Because you were aggressive and you went out and you got a couple of studs who, who can be really good players. But that's how you win in this league is, is with you know, great players. And they just lack them. No pro bowlers last year. Let's go to Chris in D.C. on G&D. What's up, buddy? How are you? 
What's going on? Um, you basically hit it right on the head. I definitely would go pass rusher first. And quick question, is Josh Allen, you don't think he's going to be uh, available? I mean, Jacksonville probably won't let him go. I, I don't think he'll get smart. free. I think he'll get, you know, either he's going to stay again on the tag or bottom line is he's going to want a ton of money too, right? So, But I think Josh Allen stays in Jacksonville. I think Burns is the guy that could get free. There's still oh, a chance okay. he gets tagged. But Burns, I mean, those guys are going to be, be in looking, the twenties. Twenties, he'll be thirty million is what he's asking for right now. You know, Montez Sweat That's just crazy. got twenty six. I mean, you're talking about thirty wow. million dollars a year. Well, outside of the pass rusher and the offensive line, you you both covered that. I would say maybe tight end. I think I heard a couple good names. Maybe that could probably come in and be a a tight end one. Definitely an upgrade over whatever we have. I'd rather take a veteran tight end than a rookie. But we'll see. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, names like Hunter Henry, Dalton Schultz, Gerald Everett, Mike Jacecki, Noah Fant, names that you've heard of that you've added and dropped on your fantasy team probably 67 times each. You know, the, those guys are around. Do you like that market a lot? I mean, the guy that is of most interest to me there is the guy that I wanted last year, which is Schultz, who mm-hmm. went like 60 and 600 with five touchdowns. Um, but last year he was 26. You know, now he's on the verge of being 28. Um He's coming off a year where he made $6.2 million. If you could get him back at that number, that's great. You could then not have to look at tight end until the mid-rounds. I was talking to Logan Paulson a couple weeks ago. He's got a couple tight ends he loves that he's worked with slash studied and all this stuff that he thinks could go in the somewhere around the third, fourth. Like You wouldn't have to take a Jatavion Sanders, Sanders in round two out of Texas if you could get a Dalton Schultz, and then you could even add a weapon, young kind of playmaking tight end, in the mid-rounds, that would be a heck of an upgrade at that position. 100%. And again, last year I screamed about this, but nobody cared. Or they would say, no, we, we got Logan Thomas and, and John Bates and maybe even Cole Turner. But it was not an expensive upgrade. Some of the salaries these guys got were, were you know, did not change in the fortunes of any franchise. Would have been such an easy way to upgrade an offense. Tight end is, is one of the most still undervalued positions in the league. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, where are you on Noah Fant? I thought he was going to be such a great NFL player at, at, coming out of college. I mean, central casting. Yeah. We're talking about like big, strong, fast. Looks like he can do everything. It just hasn't happened. Been with two teams. He got traded, obviously, from Denver to Seattle in the Russell Wilson deal. But it, it seemed to me he had a 60-catch, 600-yard, and then a 70-catch, 700-yard season in Denver, and I thought he was on his way. This past year, 32 catches for 400 yards in 17 games. That's pretty disappointing. Very much so. Uh, but he is 26. We've seen him play at a high level. Because of he's coming off that year, maybe you could get value out of him, and Fant would actually be an interesting name if they want to address tight end in free agency. Let's go to Jay in D.C. What's up, Jay? Hey, Jay. What's up, you guys? Please get Logan on before free agency. That would be dope. Um, yeah, we'll get him on a couple times. First, we'll get him on a couple times next week. First thing, I'm, I'm just bringing back Joey Sly and bringing back Cam Curl. But, like, honestly, I disagree with you guys with the interior line thing. I think since we have so much so much capital right now, I think we got to just go get the best tackle that's available. I, like, we, everybody on our team looks like a guard. Like, that's my biggest problem with <laughs> Ron Rivera, that he brought in nobody that actually looked like a tackle. We but had position nobody, flex, like, Jay. The position flex is the most important thing in the world, right? So it's good for us now because all those guys can move in. All those guys yeah. can move in the guard. I think, like, get, if you guys get a, a draft expert on, everyone has been saying, like, the guys that are going to go in, like, the second round as tackles don't look like they can really start at tackle. Like, a lot of those guys are guards. Like, I think 
Like, if you – like, I think if we go get a tackle right now, like, second round, that's the best time to get, like, a guard or center. But because if you pay somebody three years right now, you're blocking someone like Ricky Strongwork, which I kind of disagree that he was overdrafted. I think he's a, he's a good player. He, he was probably their best draft pick last year besides, besides um, um, what's, what's your boy name, Stacey. So, I, I don't know. I just, I just kind of disagree with that. I think well, – Look, I have no problem, best. Jay, Thanks, signing the tackle. What I just keep pointing out is that the market is not great. Like, if you're looking at left tackles, the, the number three rated left tackle on the board is Cornelius Lucas, who's the backup tackle here. That's what I'm just trying to point out, that, that there isn't a whole lot. If you like Donovan Smith, who struggled his butt off with the Chiefs last year, then you could sign him for the cheap. And that, to me, is Wiley 2.0, where you bring him in here. You don't have Mahomes and Reed kind of playing around and coaching around his deficiencies. If you want a tackle, though, Tyron Smith, the career cowboy who is younger than you'd think for having been in the league for 12 years. He's only 33 years old. He's dealt with all kinds of injuries and things, but he's been really good when he was healthy. Um, that's a name to keep in mind. The right tackle market is better, and I think that's good news for Washington, in my opinion, because I think they need a right tackle more than a left tackle. Not to say you don't want to upgrade at left tackle over uh, Leno, let's say. Maybe you could kick him over to the right side if, if you went and got a left tackle. But on the right side... You know, you've got Jonah Williams, who Danny's talked about. George Fant, who's 32 years old from the Texans, who only made a few million dollars last year. Trenton Brown with the Patriots. Andrus Pete, New Orleans, probably the top available guy in terms of what he's made. So uh, don't misunderstand me. If they sign a tackle, I'll be happy. It's a need. I'm just saying that I think the guard and center pool in free agency is better Might be a little deeper. than the tackle pool. And I'm addressing it that way because then I can attack tackle in the draft. I think you can get a tackle at 36 that starts on the right side right away. I feel pretty good about that. Larry's in D.C. What's up, Larry? Am I very saying as far as the voice? This is the second best radio group ever in the history of radio. Thank you. Oh, wow. I like being number two. I'll take that. I'm afraid to ask who's number one. I, 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 honestly, man, it's always going to be B. Mitch and, and, and Finley, man. I, oh, okay. I, I'm just not a fan of the junk, no disrespect. But You can't be um, doing that. Not, I, I've done Sterno's house in Ecadis and Heaton, man, working for Crop Metcalf. It's, you know, it's all love. It's all five stars. It's all love. five stars. It sounds like love. It's all $25 tip, so I, it's, all, it's all love. But I'm just, what I like is, is, is B. Mitch and them first. You guys are second all time in my book. That's okay. just my opinion. Well, you're when you're number two all time, that's good when you're number two on the current station you're on. Feels a little less good, but, it, but, let that, but let's I'll, not. I'm gonna take the first part. If we're gonna finish second, a couple of buddies of mine, I'll, I'll take that. So what's going on? What do you got? Um, honestly, I, I go get Devin White first. I think he he shows up. So you want to go puts, linebacker? I want to go linebacker because defense is important. With putting him as the captain and putting Jeremy Davis outside, that's what we've been missing: a quarterback on defense and a quarterback on offense. You get him on on defense. And and you signed Cam Curl back, but as I told you guys earlier, and you just said it a couple of times, is the tackle market wasn't what you're not going to get the Patriots. Um, Brown, they they had offensive line problems all year um, with with those guys, and then you just mentioned it with Smith. He also had the other tackle for, that Tom Brady had that forced Tom Brady's retirement. He had the two worst tackles in Kansas City, but what was the difference? Mahomes, that was the difference. Yeah, I, I, that's totally. the problem. It is a good breakdown. Of the tackles. The linebacking spot, which we haven't talked a lot about, 
uh, is an area where the, the previous group neglected it. I don't think there's any reason to believe this group will. Look at San Francisco's linebackers and how well they did in the Bad draft. Bad dudes, man. Paying and developing those guys. I mean, Peters knows if you're going to have a really good defense, you better have uh, a, a dog in the middle who's going to be able to grab some face masks when the time comes. 800-636-1067 is the number. How would you start free agency? What would you prioritize? We're asking you this because we just found out there's more cap space than we thought. The NFL saying today $255 million is the cap number. Commander's up to $87 million to spend. We got a show announcement at 3 o'clock today on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Funny to see the NFL salary cap jump the way that it did today. An unprecedented $30 million. It's climbing from last year up to $255 million per team. But you just look year by year at what the numbers were, Danny. You only have to go back to 2019. The cap was at $188 million. We're at two fifty-five today. That's uh, pretty significant, right? The commanders have $87 million in space between where they're at and the money they're spending this year and the max they're allowed to. As a comp, the entire salary cap for Joe Gibbs' 2005 Redskins was $85.5 million. You just talk about the TV money man. and what is being infused this league, man. into this league, and yet we still sit here and quibble over, can you pay that quarterback 52? Like, you got a guy? Pay him. You just pay him. Figure it out. The, the, the numbers will eventually take care of themselves. Let's go to Kevin in Arlington. What's up, Kevin? Kev? Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Thank you. So, so there's a kid um, in Detroit who's a free agent left guard. I mean, I want a left tackle, but like you've been saying, Grant and Danny, you know, we can hold on with Leno, and we can, uh, you know, hopefully find one early in the draft, but there is a premier left guard available uh, that um, – You're talking about Glass now? Graham Glass now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I would like to 
have at least one starting position on the O-line in addition to Cosme settled early in free agency. I think it's a vital thing to do because we're going to have this rookie quarterback. And if we can't get a great tackle, um, get, you know, as Danny mentioned earlier, a center or a guard, there's, the, but the one player I'm particularly focused on is the uh, UFA from Detroit, who uh, is a terrific left guard. Well, the good news so, is bringing in Lance Newmark, who would have some familiarity, pick all their players the last few years, would have some intel on that. So is it Jonah Jackson or or, or, or so Frank Ragnow is the center? Then there's Graham Glasgow, who I think is the is the is the backup center who played a bunch for them at times. Anyway, point is there. The, I think the guard market is good. You know, I don't know if you have to do a Brandon Sheriff thing where you spend 15, 16, 20 million bucks on a guy to dramatically upgrade, right? I feel good about Cosme developing into a right guard. I'm looking to upgrade as many offensive line spots as I reasonably can. I'm going to start with two in free agency. Here's what I would do. I would go as far as to say, Danny, if they haven't added a starting offensive lineman in free agency, and I don't just mean someone who in this group's going to start, but like a guy that they've paid that mm-hmm. they think is really like good. Like a dude. Someone that... It hasn't happened here in several years. Not yep. coincidentally, the line's been bad. If they haven't done that going into a draft where you're taking a quarterback at number two, I think that's malpractice. And that's what this group did last year. Yep. It's part of the reason why I thought this group was unserious and just wasn't very good at it. I think too highly of the new group that's coming in here. They're not going to go into the draft having done nothing with this offensive line. And the offensive line is not as bad as everyone thinks. It's closer to being you know a tick below average than it is you know, everyone thinks it's awful and one of the worst in the league. Having said that, they need upgrades, clearly. You've got a, a, a lot of money to spend and a lot of options available. you got to go get some upgrades. And then if you want to draft more guys in the draft, great. Now you got some competition, and maybe you're going to have three or four new starters, potentially. That's allowed. But you can't do what the last regime did. They didn't do anything in free agency. They went into the draft. Then they, they said, whoopsie, all the tackles are gone. Now what do we do? We should do two cornerbacks. Really we'll shook. just take Forbes. Whoopsie. We tried to trade up and get Steve Avila, but the Rams beat us to it. Now what do we do? You can't do that. Let's go to Chris in Hyattsville. What's up, buddy? Christopher. What's up? Hey, you know, Jay Gruden would say, you don't, you don't need a guard. 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 He's a guard. Uh, look, you guys have made some really great points. Uh, most of what I would have said anyway. So, um, I was wondering if I could share a conspiracy theory with you. You guys fond of conspiracy theories? So much, please. The new Fanatics uniforms in the MLB are a conspiracy between Manfred and Fanatics to get more ladies to watch Major League Baseball because mm. they got the see-through pants. I don't think women like seeing private parts. Necessarily to the same, you know. Now we're, we're treading on some uh, some shaky yeah. ground here for me, where I'm not I'm totally just comfortable. About the movie starring Howard Stern. Uh, Howard Stern. Yes, wow, Robin. Uh, yeah, mm. like guys like seeing. So I've been told the female, yes, stuff body things. The guy body's not as good. So like when a a, a baseball player is just sitting in the dugout posing for a picture, mm-hmm. and with his see through pants, you can see his twig and berries. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to? Is that? We're good there. You see, yeah, it's like, um, yep. I don't, I, I, in that state, are, are people, is that bringing people to the ballpark? I don't know that it is. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, there's a subsection of the internet that just wants to see it all, all the time. And I, I, but maybe, I don't know. The, but by the way, if you guys don't know what Chris is talking about, here's the, the new deal. Everybody's got white pants. You can see through them all. Like, the, the pants are see through. The pants are pretty much see through. This is actually on the rundown a little later on. Yeah. We can come back to this. We're up against the clock. 
Uh, we do have a show announcement at the top of the hour, and if you want to, we can get back into see-through pants as well. Grant and Danny on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.